Welcome back. Welcome back. Our careers survived another week. Yeah, surprisingly, people actually seem to like it, which kind of put, put me off guard because uh, I was kind of expecting that at best people would think it was a bit weird and I mean, at worst they'd, yeah. I mean, people like weird. Yeah, I guess. So we have a guest this, this week, even though we have no interview skills and, uh, or talking skills, which is Mr. Nick Subfocus. Hey, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All good. Do you do a lot of interviews or is this? Um, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I've never actually done um, any podcasts, so this is kind of exciting. Yeah. I'm listening Same. to like <laughs> lots of podcasts at the moment, but yeah, there's not, I've, uh, yeah, it's the first time. What sort of, what sort of podcast are you listening to? Um, I like um, the Adam Buxton podcast. I don't know if you check those out. I think I was mentioning them to Gareth before. Yeah, yeah, they sound really cool. Who's that? Um, who's that? He is a guy, he's used to do like a cult TV show in the UK called The Adam and Joe Show, which was like late night Channel 4, sort of late 90s. Um, and he's basically a comedian, but he interviews lots of different people. We had um, Charlie Brooker on recently, who, who wrote the Black Mirror Black series. Mirror, yeah. Um, but yeah, gets lots of good guests on. Um, I check out like the Joe Rogan one sometimes, so all sorts of stuff really. I, I do like that one. When it- you know, when it first starts out, you think, I don't know, you don't think he's the smartest dude in the world, and then he and then he gets smarter the more you watch it. Like, yeah, he's like, actually quite yeah. articulate after you watch it for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, th- I think initially you just assume that because he's got muscles and he's like an ex. What was what it? MMA or something? Something like that. Yeah. He's uh, well, he's he like comment. He comments on uh, commentary. That's on right. MMA. Yeah, he does sports commentary. For um, but fighting. I think he started as a stand-up and then. Um, went to that but I think he sort of found his thing with podcasting I think he's he's better at doing that I still I still kind of actually I haven't seen any of his stand up and I can't really imagine him doing it because he, he's yeah. never really like off the cuff funny yeah yeah there's some stuff on Netflix uh, that you can check out is um, it any good it's um, I'm, he's not my favourite stand up but um, <laughs> very very diplomatic <laughs> so unlikely to be invited on his uh, podcast now yeah unfortunately after, after Elon Musk yeah did you uh, see that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. That was crazy. That was, that was just weird. madness that he would smoke a joint on <laughs> on air. Dude, I wouldn't smoke one right now, and it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I could. Yeah. <laughs> I could right now. There'd be no consequences, and I still wouldn't fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't just. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't smoke one full stop. Basically, so yeah. Um, but it's crazy. And he did go. He he did sort of go a bit weird, didn't he? Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit deep, wasn't it? There was there was points there where he <laughs> he looked like. He sort of had this rabbit in the headlights look in his eye where he's, he yeah. looked like he'd gone too far, but he's like, well, I'm, I'm, I've got to keep going now. Yeah. You know he's got this whole, like, hate community on the internet. Who just Elon hate, Musk. Yeah, really? Who just hate Elon Musk. Think he's full of himself, that he's not as smart as he thinks he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's done a few kind of um, slightly weird things recently because he had that, like, running with one of the divers on the... the pedo thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's basically had quite a lot of bad PR recently, but... But that's what I felt then, like, like he was I trying to do. Everyone loved him because yeah. he was like the real life Iron Man kind of thing. But that's what I thought he was trying to do. I felt like he was doing that podcast to kind of like clear the air or something. Or look, look, I'm still cool. Yeah, probably was advised to kind of um, yeah, <laughs> not sort smoke his a joint. Relations out. Yeah, smoke um, some weed, have a drink, everything's forgiven. Yeah, um, trying to think what other podcasts. Um, S Town was really good. Did you guys check that out? No, no. Um, I'm writing these down. It's like a true crime one. Uh, oh, cool. And uh, there's another one called Serial, which is good in that vein. And then um, there's a guy called John Ronson as well. He's like a UK journalist. He did... Oh, he uh, used to be on... Is that the Channel 4 guy? Or? Yeah, I think he's done some documentaries as well. He did like a... Um, 
Oh shit, I know who you're talking uh, about. A podcast called The Butterfly Effect, which was about like the porn industry. He's but got like loads of those really deep, fucking insane uh, documentaries, I think. Well, what, yeah, what he's written on? some good books as well. Um, like The Psychopath Test is a good one of his. Um, but yeah, he's worth checking out. Yeah, all right. Uh, I guess we play the first tune of the uh, Let's drop first the tune of the day whenever the fuck we feel like a warrant. So this is uh, Quincy Jones. Mark Ronson and Shaka Khan, you know it was going to be good.
Mark Ronson, Quincy Jones and Shaka Khan. What do you reckon? That is a vibe. That dude's a genius, man. Like, who, who the fuck else has been slaying it that much since Amy Winehouse? Yeah, Ronson's sick. Just every track. Like, the, even those Bruno Mars ones. Uh, I can't remember the name now. Uh, okay, what's it called? I can't quite remember. Fuck knows. Feels a bit weird not having music in the background now. That's what I said last week. That's why we, we, we need to have a beat loop. You just get like a bed. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Sound beds. Yeah, I think so. Just neat or like. Well, we got those. We got those. That's probably the only thing you I got... fucking do have. Okay. And I didn't even bother to get new effects. I thought at least I should like get like a duck or a There's... lion or fucking some shit. I've searched air horn on this, on this stupid app. There's so many. <laughs> was that? It's, it's like a, a Rick, Rick, Rick Roll, Rick Roll. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Stop it! <laughs> this, is, this is all good content. Yeah. Holy shit! So, are you you doing an album at the moment, or yeah, what are you up to? Yeah, um, I've basically been um, releasing singles for the last few years. I've been doing a lot of collabs this year. Um, I just today I've been in the studio with uh, Mark Wilkinson. Oh, yeah. cool. Working on some more stuff. We put out a track earlier in the year, and I just released a track with Dimension called Desire, uh, which came out a couple of weeks ago. You but yeah, I've been that? really. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I've, I've been really enjoying um, doing collabs recently because it's just. Um, I mean, you probably know what it's like, although you guys work together more. Mm. But um, I'm in the studio on my own a lot, and it just makes it much more vibey to like um, do stuff with other people. Is it hard to judge? Like whether a track's good or not, because like often I'm in the studio and, yeah. and I'll slightly lose the plot, and it's always good to have like Gareth to listen to, and, and instantly he'll be like, "Yeah, maybe need something else," or instantly he'll be like, "That's fucking sick. We should go with it." Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you're. Um, I'm quite envious actually of people who've got kind of like partnerships going because I think it is so useful. Yeah, you do I've, just I've go a bit crazy, don't you? Like, I've always wondered what it's what's like for. Do you get really lonely? Um, it's not loneliness so much. It's just like I just want to like get some perspective on ideas a lot i think also like sometimes i recently i've found like i kind of get bored with the detail bit which is really important you know like so I've, i'm quite good at like sketching things down yeah, but then yeah. like finalizing you know like adding lots of um effects or you know being really intricate is something that like i prefer doing with other people around because yeah. it's like um but yeah um so yeah i've been doing that a lot and i'm i'm definitely working towards like putting out another sort of body of music but you know I haven't announced so do, album do you yet. think the album inverted commas I'm doing inverted commas but you yeah, can't yeah. see it uh, is a dead medium no not at all um, I think they are um, sort of super valid still I think that you I mean the, uh, I don't think people are listening to whole albums like in their entirety that much um, but I think it's still a big statement if you can do an album because albums are harder if you're a producer to make. That's a good point, you know, yeah. So that, I mean, there's still... Only a few people can sort of really successfully do them, I think. They still seem to, for some, for whatever reason, they still seem to get the most amount of attention, like in, in the press and stuff. Yeah, I think that's the other thing is that you... Whilst I think now, like, record labels look at them as, like, not being um, necessarily a way to sell lots of music. And also the problem is, like, they might get overlooked on streaming, you know, more album tracks might get overlooked... However, I think so the I press the, don't talk about singles really yeah. that much. So press talk about albums. So that's part of the reason. It creates a moment, doesn't it? When you when you put something out, it sort of like defines what you that chapter of your career a little bit. Like I'm wondering if if the whole album process can you know you can still have it as a body of work, but 
you re- people start releasing the singles with consistency, and then at the end of that, here it is. It's I, th- I think, to be honest, yeah. that's, that's the only way I can imagine working mm. in the future. I'm so sick of like toiling away on an album and spending yeah. months and fucking like health going down the drain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that last bit of the album process uh, <laughs> is like so stressful and like because you're trying to finish so many tracks at once yes we're, and, we're, and, we're, and we're both lucky enough to be managed by the same person during said albums and yeah 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 <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that's dr joe oakley phd yeah yeah shouts to joe yeah yeah um it is hard that process i think um i quite like the sort of shorter albums that like you know Kanye's done released a bunch of stuff recently I like the idea of potentially doing albums that aren't as long you know because you or you know the virtual self project was pretty cool that's I thought. amazing that whole thing like, I think really cool yeah it's great isn't it um I, I think um just have, being flexible about what an album is like it could be 20 tracks it could be 10 it could be six or seven i think have you, have you seen his cool. dj sets like he, he even plays like old kamal tracks and all sorts of shit oh wow that's that wicked oh, that's yeah, cool. it's really really unexpected like, yeah like the i, I didn't think, think he'd play stuff like that i thought he'd play like but maybe this is like some i think this is like main stage edc or some shit I think wow it was. Sick. Like, and hearing Kamal in that sort of environment is like, wow. Yeah, so, that's pretty amazing, man. Didn't think that shit that would hear them see the light of day. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. God, he was a he was a king for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, getting a lot of his like early records on on hardware and stuff like that. And yeah, they were like super clean production for the time. I think. Yeah, yet distorted as well, like in all the right ways. It's yeah, like, like on percussion and hi hats. It used to. Yeah, we used to study that. Especially back then, there's just no way you could hope. Like, unless you had the hardware, you just couldn't get that sound. It's, right. I mean, the the software was like Rebirth and fucking all sorts of old school Yeah, 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 shit. yeah. I, I remember those days. Um, yeah, I think... Um, I, I can definitely hear it in, like, some of your early stuff, like the kind of really, like, intricate drums and stuff, like maybe Voyager or stuff like that, perhaps. I don't know. It, it was sort of a happy accident where I was trying to actually get something that sounded halfway like them. And, and failed, yeah. and on the way, sort of managed to make something that was decent. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That was that was different. I guess from that's even how Spiral came about, wasn't it? Is we were sort of going for a particular style, and then very particular, <laughs> right? <laughs> very yeah. particular tune. So, what did you start um, working on? What uh, what software? And- um, I started working on um, well, the very first one I used was called Notate for the Acorn. Um, Wow. Acorn, going holy way shit. back. Yeah, that deserves yeah. an air horn. I deep, think. deep yeah. cuts again. Holy shit! So <laughs> it, it's but really funny looking back because I had like um I had like an eight bit sampler that fitted into the printer port. Wow! And basically, you had to arrange um, the tracks via classical notation. That was the only way of putting in things. <laughs> so I was trying to like make like rudimentary jungle basically <laughs> with, with classical notation. notation so like the the snare, um, the, the um, hi-hat patterns are <laughs> yeah what, what was the sample of them uh well it was just like a, a kind of printer port kind of it just a thing uh, that like slotted into port. the yeah into yeah. the serial port or something and then it had like a, a sort of um a jack or like a phono in or something um but yeah it was mad um do you let me that stuff see the light of day uh, no, <laughs> I mean this is this is like when I was thirteen, uh, and then I started using. Um, my parents got a PC, and I started yeah. using Cubase or Cubasis, which had like Cubasis, two tracks yeah. of audio on there. Um, so that was like my sort of when I started to get into it a bit more. But um, but I basically, you know, started kind of getting some hardware together, but 
I think probably both of us kind of came into it when um, plugins and stuff like that took over. Luckily. Which, yeah, probably saved us a lot of time because I never really had to learn how to use like a sampler, which like the complexity and like the fiddliness of that, I can't sort of get my head around basically. It's, Do you remember the uh, sort of, uh, there was that like brief moment where like sampling and fucking synths were being hooked up to sequences that just didn't have the, like the bandwidth to output the MIDI? And so the, oh, you yeah. got these really sloppy beats, like I was even listening to this yeah. the other day. Right. Yeah. Like, that that when I was young sounded yeah. really together and tight. And I it just, sounded like, a, it just sounds like a fucking mess. Listen to all the drums. You mean like the quantizing of it kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everything's like... Yeah. Even, and there's drift as well. Do you think it's well? like the... Yeah, I mean, the drift, I guess, would be the computer. But then there's also... Um, if those were samples, because you're not like visually editing, there might be like silence at the start of the sample before it plays, you know, like... Didn't think of that. So there's also that kind of... I, I found problems. on my, like I had, because I used to do it with a, with a Mac uh, plugged into, I think it was Giga Studio or some yeah. or some sound module. And did that, you run Giga Studio separately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like had the, it was again, the, like the serial port of the Mac. But the more notes that you had, the mm. less... <laughs> the time kept so the oh, time would no, just right. start fucking spreading the more notes you had <laughs> right until until your beat sounded something like this like everything everything yeah. off the beat it just can't keep up it was, it was kind yeah of fun. yeah I remember like people talking about like Atari's having really good t timing you know like some of I remember hearing that as well some yeah. of like the older computers were better with MIDI and some of them are yeah. worse and stuff or, or people somehow using like 808s to keep time or some shit like that, I think. I yeah, it. yeah. You can, um, I've got into uh, modular recently and you kind of like Ooh, use is that, like... Is, is that a right of passage? Um, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a kind of, um, yeah, rabbit hole of different... <laughs> different bits of kit. ...things you can get. Uh, are you using it on the the new record at all? Or? Yeah, 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 definitely. I've been using it quite a bit. Um, it's cool because it, it, it's sort of... Um, it's tactile, isn't it? Yeah, it's tactile. And there are like concepts in modular world which aren't as kind of prevalent in in the software world so using like random um is quite common so like they're basically there's a lot of uh, modules that output um so sample like a, random and hold. a random oscillator yeah well yeah. they they output like sample and hold waves so kind of basically mm. jagged waves at different random heights and if you take those and quantize them you can kind of create random melodies or you could take random gates which are basically random rhythms um, it. So it's it's cool because you can set up like generative music on them, um, but it is very hit and miss. And you know, there's sometimes you spend hours like making one sound. <laughs> I don't know. I've, so it's a bit of a waste of time sometimes. I've, I've kind of watched cool. it from afar and been like, oh man, I, I know I'd kind of like it, but yeah. at the same time, I've heard like two people do something good with it. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some people Joel. I really love. Like, um, do you know Richard Devine? Do yeah, you know he, do, he does some cool stuff. With yeah. That. Um, Who's the what's God? What's his name? Um, he did Interstellar. Why can't I think? He's one of my favourite. Oh, Hans, Hans, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Oh yeah. He apparently travels with a Dude, his, <laughs> sixteen it, tons worth. Have, of, have you seen his? Oh, yeah. Have you seen his studio? Yeah, it, it sort of looks like um, it's kind of red looking, big yeah. living room type but, thing. But you know it? how they? You know how he has all these bookshelves, mm. uh, which so it looks kind of library ish. Yeah, those those bookshelves swing around, and they've got modulars on the other side. Oh, oh wow, what? that's which cool. Fucking, Studio goals, which is <laughs> pretty gangster. That's awesome. All he needs is like a is like a fish pond underneath underneath the glass. Which studio was that that had the? Oh, that's uh, Peter Gabriel Real Real World. Oh yeah, yeah, amazing. Fish in the floor, man.
All right, let's play a tune. All right. Um, yeah, basically, that's, this is the, actually the tune I've been using to test lines for the podcast. And I, when, I, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, pretty good. Subfocus, new track. And by the end, I was like, this is such a fucking tune. Yeah, oh, thanks, man. So, uh, Desire by Nick, who's here right now. himself with dimension you're sick loving that thanks guys 
Oh, wait, the tracksters are the dude's dimension. Who is dimension, anyway? We've been out of drum and bass too long. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just um, moved in here, actually. Has he's, he? Yeah, he's downstairs for me at the moment. Um, guy called Rob, he's, um, he's done some really good tunes lately. Yeah, you should check him out, man. I think I've got some stuff on, on Recordbox, but I'll see. I'll never yeah. know who's who. Yeah, yeah. He did a Wicked tune called UK a couple of, couple of years ago, which is like um, kind of a uh, jungle track. Um, super kind of 4-4. Four, four. Um, drum breaks and uh, like old MC samples and stuff. It's really cool. Do you still consider yourself drum and bass? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I still kind of play a, a bit of a mixture of stuff. Some shows I play just drum and bass. It depends like on the night and how I'm feeling and stuff. Yeah. Drum and bass is getting kind of interesting lately. It, it kind yeah. of feels a little bit like everybody's bored, which is a, which is a good thing because everyone's getting kind of a little bit more creative. Yeah, what have you guys listened to lately? I mean... Um, just random shit on, on Spotify. Yeah. Um, Muzzy's good. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, like, there's a lot of, like, new Jump Up guys who are pretty good, like, Upgrade, you know, that guy's stuff. Love um, Jump Up. Upgrade's um, really good. Yeah. I mean, that's, Jump Up's always this sector of... of drum and bass that we didn't really understand I guess we weren't involved in it but it seemed to have loved, a click loved some of it like Hazard oh, we loved it yeah yeah well, we were talking about this um, we were earlier about um, you guys like really sort of kind of turned me on well you, you were like when, when we sort of hang out initially like when we first met you were going on about all these Hazard tunes and is that back you're completely when, right because it's is that like, back when we were passive aggressively competitive <laughs> in the olden days in yeah. the olden olden days um, yeah exactly I mean like um, yeah, I mean, I think you do, do my attention to the fact that his tunes are like really well made. Um, it's and it's interesting, like how he kind of he basically uses lots of old like hardware to make these like very crusty, you know, deliberately crusty <laughs> sounding tunes, which is quite word. amazing. Like, yeah, you know, because you'd expect, you, you know, like you wouldn't have to use like high end hardware to do that, but he knows what he's doing. He comes across as the kind of person that's very stuck in their ways and like with his equipment and the way he uses it and what he gets out of it. It's yeah. Like, you can kind of hear that in the tunes. Yeah. But that's quite cool, isn't it? Cause yeah. it kind of yeah. gives you personality. Yeah. Being... Yeah, and it kind of means, it kind of means that no one can really easily, exactly. Exactly. uh, yank the sound just yeah, cause it's made yeah. with a certain, Big uh, time. he's got his own process and some of it's analog and shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I don't know when, um, First time we heard of we heard of you at all was yeah. uh, I think we were at some slamming vinyl I think it was yeah. thing and it was me Gaz and and Hornet at me? some like it was like a fifteen thousand person rave yeah and because uh, we were the new kids on the block we didn't want a new kid coming on the block oh yeah <laughs> yeah we we were just we were kind of comfortable in our own little weird uh, Australian yeah. Australians in London uh, adventure not knowing what the fuck is going on and yeah. then we were I think. Like Hornet and Gaz were going to go back for the night, and I was like, "Man, I'm 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 22. I'm not like I'm at some weird Middle England fucking rave with 15,000 people. I'm not was going it like back." Milton Keynes or something in the middle of yeah, yeah. And there was some like little VIP room at the at the top of the at the top of the place. Yeah. And um, I heard I think it was Red One, and he was playing this. Yeah. Like just yeah. stopping it right there, like that fucking little, the little build up and then drops the silence was fucking. Uh, oh yeah, not gonna lie, we shat ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was like I don't know, we we'd obviously we'd been looking up to a lot of people in drum and bass, but at the same yeah. time we'd found like our own comfortable little 
not niche, but like our own little weird thing that we were doing. And then suddenly yeah, yeah. I hear this tune and I'm like, holy yeah. shit, that's... yeah. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Thanks. I, I went up to Red One. I was like, who's yeah. that? He's like, oh, Sub Focus, mate, new RAM thing. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And I go back home and type on Google, like, Sub Focus. And all yeah. I get is fucking like subwoofer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Placement guides on hi fi websites and shit. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. God that damn was, it. That was early. I remember playing a gig with you, Gareth, in mm. like a really long time ago. I think it was like 2004, maybe, yeah. in um, Spain. Right, um, but I mean, yeah. When, when I first heard of you guys, um, I was like completely blown away by the stuff. You know, like I was hearing like Vault, and um, it was yeah. I mean, I guess that we there was sort of a mutual respect that we didn't really talk about them, but you know. Yeah, and no, I think what I think what it was for us as well is like is is this kind of the competitive to and froing that was going on. I think was driving everything forward. Yeah, you know it's I mean? always Where, really good. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's good. Um, I mean, it, it even happens, I think, I don't know. It, it's always, and I find sometimes if you don't have that, you stop having ideas. Like you kind of need to hear someone else's track and be like, holy shit, that's fucking really cool. Yeah. And then yeah. go away and try and dissect it and try and do something that's, I don't know, it's 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 healthy, I think. Yeah, yeah. big time. I, I was like when, um, for a bit, I had um, a studio like right next door to Chasing Status and right. Nero. And uh, Breakage was there, ShyFX was there, Casper was there. Damn. Um, and so it was like a nice selling pot. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was around like, well, I'm trying to remember when it was, like t- t- 2009, no, maybe 2010 to 13 sort of time. Oh, um, that's right, I remember. And Nero as well had a room there or something, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were, um, I think Chase and Stacks moved so to like a bigger room but and then us. Nero came in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was a really good time because we were all basically just things were sort of the you know that type of music was starting to get a bit more popular in a mainstream way, and we were all kind of like experimenting. Well, when with was different this? stuff? Um, so yeah, I guess like twenty nine, two thousand nine, okay. two thousand ten sort yeah. of time. I think is when when I moved in. Is that is that when Nero um, were doing the what was that album they had? Um, uh, when they did um, promises and, and yeah, that was I think that came out in twenty eleven. But yeah, it was just when they were writing all that stuff, and I'd sort of met them a few times on on the kind of um, circuit, I guess you know, like in in the mid. Uh, are those guys, are those guys still together? I heard like rumors or like that they've broken up, or maybe they have something new or new project. Um, Dan is doing uh, a side project with Alana called The Night, okay. um, which he's, they've just put out a couple of tracks. And um, is it any good? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. I think he's he's just moved out of here. So oh, yeah. he's he's not here anymore, but um, um, but yeah, he's um, and then I think um, Joe uh, Joe um, like he's done some mad stuff. Like he he was like recording some like people like musicians in Haiti for a bit and stuff. Who who was the main? There was like there was one dude. Uh, which one's the Rob? Which one's the guy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say this shit. Um, this is. Yeah, it's hard for me to comment. I, I think they're, um, I think they're both quite kind of even in the, because I would say that you're, um, guys, you're more like overview and yeah, Rob's yeah. more technical. Yeah, is that is that fair? Um, I that think those fair. those guys are more. Both yeah, technical. It's more, they're mo- they're both pretty technical, but but yeah, I think um, also Joe lives in America. I think at the moment, so I think they're. It's gonna be hard to do a duo. Who, who's the one yeah. who does the DJ sets? Uh, both of them, I think. Oh, really? They, yeah, they alternate, yeah. Man, they're made, they're good a, friends of mine, though. Good guys. I made a gaffe with one of them this one time when yeah. we were in... Uh, yeah, we were, we were in Holland for some 
some Tomorrowland. show. Was it? Tomorrowland, that was it. And uh, they were, I think they were playing at Laidback Luke's. They, they were playing at Tomorrowland's yeah. uh, Super Me and You stage, which basically means that you... Um, you, oh yeah, everyone dresses up as a as a superhero. You dress up as a superhero. So every, do you have to do that. Apparently, I think it's optional. Yeah. Apparently yeah. not, but see I didn't know that. Yeah. And one of the guys from Nero <laughs> was wearing this like very large brimmed sort of yeah, wide yeah. black hat. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> and he, and he was playing on that stage. So I immediately go up to him and go like, "Oh, cool man. Who, who are you? Are you Zorro?" And he's like <laughs> he's like, "What?" He he wasn't dressed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't wearing a costume that was just his hat. Um, we need a sound bite for Rob Fopas. This will do. I got to get new sounds. They're getting old. I need to plug my sounds in. But yeah, man, we 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 went home and listened to fucking obviously got X-ray on probably on through the mail on dub plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we begged Fresh to give it to us or something because he would get it from Andy or yeah. And so days. I don't know. The riff was so fucking killer to me. I sort of like listened to it for ages and wondered what to do and shit. Yeah. And we were so vexed about it. We ended up actually sending, (laughs) we we ended up writing our own, smoking a bunch of weed. Yeah. Which we did occasionally back then. Yeah. uh, And recording our own metal version of it and then sending that to Andy C. Yeah. (laughs) But we didn't. Why did we do this? This is so hilarious. I've never heard this. I don't know, but we sent it to Andy without telling him who it was. Yeah. I think we made up our, we made up an email address and we just, yeah. we just sent it to him and this was the result. Can you buy it? That's a wow, and that's, that's why you don't smoke marijuana, kids. That's why you don't smoke weed. That's some 2005 <laughs> embarrassment right there. Yeah, yeah. that was that basically was the result of us fucking being jealous of the tune and then smoking too much weed. Yeah, yeah. No, I really. mean, yeah, man. There's so many tunes of you, yours that I was like well jealous of at the time. Did you do any metal covers of them? No, I didn't go that far. See, it's cathartic, man. Oh, like that, that got it out of my but system. Yeah, do you feel better? It's been what ten years we wanted to show you. This. <laughs> that is um, incredible, man. <clears throat> We did. Um, we did send that to Andy. I don't. Know if, I don't even know. If, you know how you sent. Why would we do that? Why would we send it? To Andy? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think because yeah. well, uh, back then, like he had a he had an open aim thing. Of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, aim so, died recently, didn't it? it was did it? Of, oh, yeah, sad times. I think so. That is sad times because that um, was that was cool for a while. Yeah, it was quite stressful though because I I think like people yeah, would hit if you, you up. If you didn't a lot. reply to them, they'd start cussing yeah. you out. I had like, a few unnameable like, people. Who like would do that big to me. DJs would hit you up, and I'd be like, you know, these guys were like my heroes when <laughs> yeah. I was growing up. But I was having to be like, oh, sorry, man, I can't send you that tune because it's on lockdown or something. Just or, talking about that, like the politics yeah. in drum and bass back then. That's good. Yeah. Fucking nuts. So stressful, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think it, I, I I mean I wonder whether it's like that in all of music, but definitely I. I remember, no, I remember I think, one I th- point actually when, when you know when Chase and Status put out Eastern Jam, yeah, yeah. The, like a few people did like remixes and like bootlegs of that, and they were like quite pissed off about that at the time. But that's shows how much things have changed because that's kind of more what would have happened in John Bates. Like if you'd done an unofficial remix or something. In fact, I remember doing them when I was a kid. Like I, I did a. A remix well, of like a Deadline, bootleg. and right. I played it to somebody from Cause for Concern Love in a record shop. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that because <laughs> it's like the original people get annoyed. But now it's kind of, 
allow it's kind of fair game to do that stuff now oh, I dude, mean, everyone because you just can't control shit. it yeah um but I, I and remember. it's kind of cool because it adds to the sort of aware people's awareness of the tune if it's if, not it's not even really like an insult anymore it's like hey it's no. like it's almost like come back to being a compliment or something which it yeah. should have been yeah, yeah. in the first place yeah, like, look how many tribute covers there are on, a, on most songs but people trying to even yeah. like even giving tracks to certain people i remember like in the pendulum days it was a minefield in, like if, if we yeah. were if we the would order give, that you give people tracks in is like if mean? we gave a track to someone who wasn't andy yeah first yeah and uh, fresh you know we were he, signed he to break the Coast, fucking roof didn't he fresh would just be like mate what are you doing like you can't yeah, just yeah. give tracks to this random dude on yeah. aim you gave it to you gave it to magistrate from fucking wherever yeah, yeah. He, wherever there was a from. lot about a lot of stuff about like you or, i mean and i know i'd probably still say this is something that you have to think about now but you couldn't play a tune that you weren't given so like people yeah. would have kind of like dubs that they weren't supposed to play and that was a massive like i remember hearing about djs like ripping the dub off the deck and like breaking the double you know like just that was like a massive do you you think it was because no no having the new tune or the latest tune was the the reason they were getting booked or made them the top of the pack or it made the reason why people would come and see them like what was the yeah i think andy was going to get booked anyway whether he had the latest yeah yeah. i think the whole the whole kind of um yeah, that the whole sort of DJ culture. scene at the time was was obsessed with new stuff, and I was like listening to my sets I did then. You know, I was playing lots of unreleased music, and mm. now I would say I play a lot more released music. Partly because there's not the same like tracks. Sometimes wouldn't come out for years, Dude, especially in the or early, never, early days. Or never. One or two um, years or something, and you'd have all that time to play it. it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of cool actually. Yeah, it was good for sort of your set being fresh and you used to I mean now quite often you get sent a tune like the day before it comes yeah. out or the week yeah. it comes out or if that the month maybe um, so that doesn't exist as much anymore but um, yeah it's kind of sad that bit although I think it pe- people you'd get frustrated waiting for stuff you know I, I remember going to record shops when I was a kid like just continually asking for tunes and they talking just talking quickly about the dubs yeah. that you weren't allowed to play like i mean me and gaz when we first came to the uk we, we didn't know that yeah yeah el hornet obviously did because he was a bit older than us he was like a bit he more, understood the game a bit better yeah a bit more yeah. entrenched in the drum and bass scene but um did you guys ever get in trouble for that then or? well time. see what we did was we were living in uh fresh's uh sort of apartment and the, and the deal was that we'd sort of signed to breakbeat chaos and we'd come over and sort of live in his place for a while well, we and, sort of got ourselves set up. And, and being in London, like, it's fucking expensive. So yeah. we, were, we were like, ju- jumped at the chance. But the other yeah. thing was, he was still getting dub plates. Sent to the house. Sent to the house. Oh, yeah. And me and Gareth, not knowing shit, we were like, oh, look at this fucking tunes through the mail. Let's just play these in the set. <laughs> okay, cool. Which what, was like... Well, he was getting, like, records. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, just, he was getting, like, a new Dillinger thing that, like, yeah, was yeah. coveted. And we and we'd be like, oh, thanks for that, man. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> and I was oh, like, shit. very quickly, uh, got told <laughs> oh, no. to fucking cut that out. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It was such a minefield for us when we when we got over here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean I remember not realizing that as well when I was growing up, and then yeah. you kind of get to know the ins and outs. Well, I'm sure you probably understood it a little better because you, I guess, you did grow up closer to it than we did. We, yeah, yeah, we were nine thousand miles away. Yeah, did you grow up in London? Or yeah, yeah, well, I grew up in London, and then uh, my parents moved to Kent, um, and then, but I, I kind of was always in and out of London. I had a lot of friends in London, and. Uh, used to, when I stopped, when I left school, I was like working in London for a couple of years. So I was up here a lot. Dude, I can't, I can't even imagine growing up here. It's such a fuck. I, I always see yeah. like kids coming out of the schools, and I'm just like, how the fuck yeah, are they yeah. living in this 
insane fucking broken city. <laughs> I mean, um, I've, I always find London like really exciting. I don't know whether there's like, because I grew up in central London, I have yeah. a real like nostalgia when I'm walking around there. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I love it here. But um, I know what you mean. I mean, it's much more hectic than Western Australia where you guys come from. Just <laughs> um, a little bit. I, Even I guess you just you get used to it, like wherever you grow up. Like, you like I can just imagine a bit. Like, I don't know how I'd. Like, I know what you mean. Like, how would you have survived as a kid here? Dude, even just, yeah. even just the amount of people on the streets. I remember that weirded me out when I came to live here. Like, really? just well, just in Western Australia, people are more spread out. You go to the city. Yeah. There's like. A whole bunch of distance between you and the next person on the street. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Here, it's good for personal. The houses are all yeah. crammed together. There's a billion people in Hampstead or Hendon or some fucking place. Yeah. So, so that sort of put me on edge for a while. Yeah, I, yeah. I can yeah. remember from day one just being like, I think, and just the expense of it and how intense it was. Cause yeah, I landed. It's a, a huge move that you guys yeah. made. You know, you, you must have. Um, well, how did you feel coming out here? Was were you like really excited? It was excited a fucking or? culture shock. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, by, the, by the time we got back to the house, I'd spent my life savings. Big <laughs> culture shock. I'd, yeah. I'd, we went to buy groceries and I'd spent all my money. I was well, like, right, well, the pound right, was like it. the pound was like two to one. Yeah, or so, something. Back so then. your, so your like, money like didn't sold, go far, basically. Oh no. Yeah, your, not that was at all. I'd sold a guitar and some of my possessions and my life savings. By the time we'd gone grocery shopping, I'd spent all my money. I remember me and me and El Hornets girlfriend we're coming back from Heathrow Airport or something we made the mistake of jumping in a black cab and oh yeah we had no money basically I, I don't even do that now <laughs> oh dude I would never do that but we didn't know we were from Australia yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course the black cab knew that we weren't it's, from here yeah, yeah, we're like, yeah. Right, which way do you want to go mate and we're, we're like uh, home fucking uh, the quickest way please and he's yeah. like alright well fucking 10 times around the north circular it is at least <laughs> But uh, yeah. yeah, it just cost like a hundred pounds or something. It was right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> and back then, that was like two hundred Australian. We got yeah. fucked in the ass. All right. Speaking of drum and bass, um, I, f I found this recently. Speaking of shy effects, um, yeah. yeah this actually, is a banger. I haven't actually heard anything from a while. And I like this one. It's worth hearing the switch. All right. This is shy effects. Bad boy business. Boy, business. 
out for we girls are cry out for we Cry out for we girls are cry out for we And from the very first day when you meet me Remember me they tell you it now go easy I'll be around the whole show completely And listen to the words when me tell you clearly Cause from a juvenile now we in fancy And we are star boy now we community We, we, we are the girls them daddy We, we, we are the girls them daddy And anyway we did the girls cry out for we I know my fault if the girls love with me Cause we, we, we are the girls them daddy We, we, we are the girls them daddy And it no matter even if we they are Italy And it no matter if we they are London City Girl I never leave you lonely You know how we run the premises Bad boy business Worldwide international girls cry Ragamuffin sits with me That's a that's no a carnival one. It's all it's all about that little switch. Blue blood clad tune. Yeah, yeah. I love the way it sounds like the tunes getting rewind in yeah. the tune. It's really cleverly done. I, I miss those sort of I miss those sort of uh, uh, I don't know tracks with little soundscape things going on like that. Do you, do you remember? Uh, even though that's I guess not really a, one of those, but do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, what was that fresh track? Flood? Floodlight. Floodlight. Oh, yeah, yeah, With yeah. With the footsteps coming up to the door and the door opening and it being a, a that, rave. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, when I heard that, that was did sound like amazingly clever. Do you know what I mean? Oh, did was, you think that as well? That was like, fucking genius. Yeah. Really so it's cool. like kind of, it, yeah, the intro's like footsteps, people like talking to each other, going to a rave, and then they open the door and it drops kind of thing. Like yeah. you hear all the music rushing. It's really cool. That's really clever. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sweet. I haven't heard this in so fucking long. Yeah, me neither, man. It's got to be like 10 years. This is, great. this is like one of the first times that I'd heard like Texas speech in an intro. Oh, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, of course. Which, which we've done <laughs> consistently for the <laughs> yeah. past however many years. Oh, yeah. Like fully. Sounds like music. That's right. He'd do a VIP. It sounds like DJ Fresh. Sounds like Andy. Yeah. In that bit. So he'd do... Is this the VIP or...? No, this is the this is the oh he do the a main VIP, version he do yeah. a VIP for each day when they said that sounds like they yeah they had it like an ADC like one yeah. And, yeah so that's how you knew you'd made it if you got a if you got a VIP yeah, made yeah. for you dude I think we were on fucking breakbeat cars we didn't get one no I definitely <laughs> didn't get one of those. <laughs> 
Those footsteps have aged a bit. Yeah. This used to slay the end, this tune. This is like everyone's intro and tune. fabric as well, yeah. yeah. Just, just the fact that the music sounded like it was gradually getting closer. Which yeah. Is fucking genius. Yeah, as well. it's clever. This does take a while. It's still good. It's still good. We're getting there. It feels like we've been walking forever. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of music is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about that break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this bit. Such obnoxious sub use. Dude, I fucking love it. Oh yeah, and the uh trip a bit. That was that was right after Vault came out, and that was just like, a, oh, this, well, that tune's big. I'll fucking whack, uh, yeah, yeah, whack yeah. that in. The triplet switch. I think thing, he, yeah. he showed it to us first because he knew he knew that that you guys might be a bit sensitive. Yeah, so about what, if you it, get it, it, it was kind of one of those things where you like, yeah, <laughs> to get the blessing first. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, we're fucking we're signed to break big cows living in his house. What are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, not much leverage I, I miss that sort of you know, you know what the uh, the other day I mean we were we were trying to um, we were doing Pendulum uh, live sets yeah and we were I think the first track that we, were, that we had in the set was Salt in the Wounds and yeah. we were like if this was a DJ set we'd be doing a switch like for the second drop of this just because we don't want to play the whole fucking song and like it's like seven minutes <laughs> yeah 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 a, a bit too drags on the, a bit the translation it. of drum and bass songs to to live sets is like wow these are really long songs yeah I mean, yeah we, I know I know what you mean we could have we could have just edited it I don't know why we did that didn't do that but I, I said like in a DJ set we'd normally do a switch and I was trying to think of some tune in the last ten years that had some sort of vocal riff or like yeah, just some fucking thing. And there was nothing really, was there? There was nothing I could think of. That pr- probably the last thing I could think of that everybody would know was like Time Warp and Rocket. Yeah, was like the last, like other drum and bass track with like a with like a like a hook melody with like one singular hook that everybody's instantly going to be like, oh, oh yeah, no. yeah. But there are there, there are loads of other tunes. Is, is that just because yeah. we don't hear them? I think so, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I could. Is think there about, a mailing like, list we can get back on now that AIM doesn't exist anymore? Yeah, yeah. I mean. You must get all the email mail outs. Do, do people still do like riffs and shit though? Because it seems like even the people with that sort of pendulum subfocus mix uh, yeah. who are doing that sort of style, even they don't use like. I think you're the right. There's like the. Because, yeah, when. when like where a crowd at Reading would just be like, like, it doesn't matter what cross section of the community it was, a crowd yeah. at Reading or Leeds would know that riff. Yeah, yeah. Because of. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, it was like, I think, um, yeah, you guys kind of spearheaded that really riffy sort of sound. I think that maybe is like p- less people do that now, but it still happens. I mean, I think the, a lot of a lot of the things that get sung back to you aren't necessarily riffs, you know, like that hazard tune, Bricks Don't Roll, you know, that's yeah. a Actually, lot of right, hazard that... stuff gets sung and it's kind of bass lines when did, and weird When did that come out? That was like that's a couple of years ago. Mr. Hatfield years ago. And, and all that shit. That's, yeah, that's more like five or six. But those tunes, yeah, like the ones that would get super recognition and, and the crowd sing it back to you. I do kind of miss those kind of riff wars, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was riff wars. Good fun. <laughs> it's, it's been, I don't yeah. know, I, I woke up once, this is kind of embarrassing, I, I woke up yeah. once and I fucking had the m- most genius riff 
Yeah. And, and I fucking was like, how has no one, how has nobody thought of that? And I put yeah. it into a secret center and I sent it to Gaz. It was fucking yeah. rocket, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, piece of shit. Like for, for a second there, I was like, yeah, this is going to fucking kill it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's so easy to done though, because I think, um, I, I love the kind of writing melodies and stuff, like hooks um, is, is really enjoyable, but I think it's, they're quite hard because there's only so many like permutations of notes within a scale yeah, exactly. that's going to work. So you inevitably get like things that sound a bit like something else or, you know. No, th this didn't sound like something else. This was literally note for note, yeah, yeah. actual <laughs> fucking yeah. rocket, yeah. literally. One, what's going to happen when the AI starts writing the riffs? Do you reckon? <laughs> it's, it's just going to stumble across the old riffs and then the... the uh... you, know what's, you know what's scary is I, I, yeah. I don't know, I get, I get obsessed with things... <laughs> from now and then and yeah. a while ago I was like I just want to see like, I can program a little bit so I, I want to see yeah. like how how far I can get to like AI writing music. music yeah and then if I even like manage it like even shittily then I know that at least Google can fucking come and like yeah, yeah, take yeah. our jobs if they want to yeah because um, if I can do it like there's bound to be a billion other people out there who can do it yeah better it will happen won't it I think that like Certainly, like things writing like note patterns must already really exist to like quite high level of sophistication. You got you pretty know? fucking close. <laughs> you know, like um, I think I was reading about like an algorithm that writes like music in the vein of different classical composers because you can kind of get their house. Well, so like Rachmaninoff or yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that might already exist. But I think that there's a lot of um sound creation that's probably harder to program, isn't there? Like you know, like the sound design that you guys do. And then there's the other thing of like, I imagine people would want to listen to stuff that's been made by other humans because there might be a psychological barrier to when like we're all listening to robot music. Maybe there's, it's going to be a bit like vinyl now or something. People are going to be like, yeah, I prefer well, a real human at, composer. At the risk of sounding yeah. like Elon Musk smoking weed, yeah. it probably is out there. We just don't know it. It's a simulation. Yeah. <laughs> what there, do you pro mean? there probably is tunes that have been maybe, uh, who's, who's going to be Joe Rogan and say, whoa, whoa. That's fucking. <laughs> that's fucking. Hey, Jamie, have you seen that video of that duck? Fucking. <laughs> you are. Yeah. This was. Uh. This is. This is how far I got with the whole AI thing. So this is. The, yeah. all, all. All. This whole melody and like. Uh, it's completely is computer generated. But so how many? But how many was it trained on? That the system was trained on. Like? It was trained on. I think. Like I, I tried training it on like 50 songs which isn't enough like you need like 2000 so, or something so is that to like populate basically the, the computer database. learning like you're playing it music and it's analyzing it and then yeah yeah so it's basically i just i just fed it midi files but the, the thing yeah. is i was going to ask you that because the like you can do kind of um turning audio into midi now but yeah. it's very it's very inaccurate so i'm imagining that that bit is like a stumbling block you know what i mean like it'd be much better if you could just play it the audio of the music but you have to sort of feed it the musical data yeah. to, to be able to get it to so I was, I was feeding it, I was feeding it MIDI files but, but even even then you've got to be careful what you feed it because if you give it mistakes it will just learn the mistakes okay. so like I had had to stri strip out the drums or like any oh, yeah. any pitch bends you have to convert to actual notes because otherwise it just doesn't okay Does because, because of the notation for the drums is just going to be one note plodding along this, this, is, yeah, how, yeah. this is how close I got Ignore the shitty trap drums. It's weird. It's weird because I, I trained yeah. it on a whole bunch of like, it was like Elton Johnish 
Yeah. Like random shit from the 60s and 70s. And you can kind of hear it in that progression. Like yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought if I thought if it worked with trap drums behind it, then maybe it was... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. glad we haven't smoked weed because I just blow, blow our minds. A computer yeah. made it, man. It but, is amazing, man. That's, that's really impressive. Presumably you leaped up that bit with the... Uh, yeah, that was, I just, I just, literally, I mean, it does do repetitions, but yeah. like, I don't know, it'll repeat a lot of. I mean, the thing is, it, it obviously doesn't have a feel for what repetitions work. So sometimes it'll just pick the shittiest part of a riff or a melody. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And go with that. Like, <laughs> I guess yeah. that the more it's trained, the closer it gets to the target information, I guess. But yeah, what do you mean if you, you think if you fed it like a thousand files, it might make much better music? Probably. Well, I mean, it's like if you take the rocket riff, like it might, it, instead of. Yeah. Like and instead yeah. of repeating just that, it might yeah. pick a weird random bit in the middle yeah, and decide yeah. that that's a good bit to loop in with on the yeah yeah on yeah. the fourth bar or something. Sure, um, you could turn this into like an amazing riff generator, like feed in all the. Well, see, that's good riffs. that's that's what I want. I want because that yeah, wouldn't that be as complicated, would it? I mean, it's well, what it I want way more complicated. is to give it like every fucking pendulum riff, every sub focus riff, like every riff that was ever good in drum and bass, and go right, <laughs> write me. A hundred of that, sh- yeah, <laughs> those yeah, ones, yeah. and just hear what the fuck they sound. And then like. you could take yeah. the output and adjust it to fix it, or you know, you could hear parts of it that that yeah. would work, and you just clip those out. And uh, sure, well, see, yeah, it's still at a point where you'd have to sort of edit it to yeah. turn it into something meaningful. So I think, I think pr- probably the way you could, I, I don't even know how to, how the fuck you do this. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. But I think probably probably the way to get it perfect it would be to have like human input saying like, okay, that's a good one. That one was shit. This one was good, and then it sort of learns from that feedback. Okay, yeah. So, so basically, you get it to play, it's and like then judge it. the yeah, judge yeah. the playback, and then. But I'm too dumb to do that. That's so. a, a level above. I mean, it's amazing you've done that, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's. I, I just wanted to see, like, if I can do that, then what the fuck can someone do if they actually know a deep what mind or something? Yeah, yeah. what the, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. What the fuck could deep mind or Google do? Like, could they put us out of work tomorrow? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. But like I was saying, I think people probably do slightly value the fact that it just know, they know that it's been made by a human. But I think, I mean, um, yeah, because I guess it's going to get into the realms where you know is is it is AI generating pictures and art and stuff like that. What was that? Yeah. What, what was that? I mean, movie? Some, there, there might be some really amazing art that gets made by AI. You know, like it's there probably will be stuff that we're like, wow, that's like so intricate that a human could have never done that. Have you seen that yeah. film where there's like an AI generated pop star? What the fuck was that called? Oh, yeah, uh, and uh, no, uh, so. Al Pacino or Dustin Hoffman. Well, I could confuse those guys. I don't know why, because they're completely... She, she's, he's controlling like the Eve, pop star Eve. from a van oh, uh, yeah. backstage, and like yeah. she's playing all these festivals, but it's just fucking... Uh, what's it called? What does is, what is Prids have at his shows? A hologram. hologram. Yeah. hologram. yeah. Uh, it's just a hologram on stage, and then Dustin Hoffman's yeah. in the van fucking controlling this pop star, and that's all just right. computer generated. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Eve, it's called. That's, that's where we're going. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm googling that, Eve. But I don't know. But if if I'd sort of love to get to the point where you can just fucking AI generate <laughs> top lines, yeah. No, not even just the melody of it, just to get someone to fucking sing a top line. Yeah, you, you know Vocaloid and all that stuff. Yeah, didn't in fact didn't Porter Robinson use that a little bit? Like yeah. for those kind of, I think maybe on the previous album, it was quite interesting. Like kind of these like disembodied vocals. Have, you, like have you ever fucked with that that software? I I think. I might have looked at it. I, I found it like 
very complicated to Dude, use. I think it was nuts. It, it, yeah. it was one of those. Have you used it much? Well, no. I mean, I just I just downloaded it with the intention of like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll have a go. Within. It's quite old, isn't it? Is, is it been up? Is it like they've, still updated? They've or? had updates. Yeah, but like within sort of half an hour, I was like, well, I'm never opening this again. Fuck yeah. this. Too hard. <laughs> it was way too complicated. So it's not like Melodyne. Do you, do you do you sort of do you like edit the you edit all the pictures, don't it you? It kind of was, but you had to edit like the phonetic fucking, I don't know. It was yeah. Getting that to sound natural must be very difficult because you're kind of like... Well, Porter, I mean, apparently had, there was there's like this whole Vocaloid community online. Yeah. And he sort of just apparently had sort of guidance from this forum or community or whatever the fuck. But it, Okay, so he he consulted like people that were specialists in yeah. it to sort of help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, it does, it does sound pretty good, this, this, the stuff that he did on, what was it, Worlds, I think? Yeah. Was the yeah, album. yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of pretty good. It was Al Pacino and I'm Jamie. I'm, I'm Joe Rogan's Jamie. Yeah, guys, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> finally, got, finally got over the finish line. It's Simone, is it called, and it's using a one for the eye and then a zero for, the, to, for more late speak. Um, and that's it. Was, um, were the people, did the people think that they were watching a real person? Yeah, yeah but it, so it didn't was, look it was like Al Pacino a hologram. In a van. It didn't look like a hologram on stage. No, or? so she had like music videos and and all this shit. Actually, yeah, and Anna was an Anna was an actor. Yeah, so she it, like actress. acted in films and shit like that, and it was just all CG. Yeah, uh, or AI sort of generated. But then obviously you have to do a live thing, and then it was just holograms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people have talked about doing like hologram, like just hologram live shows. But I, again, oh, I think that. it's a problem um, that people it just wouldn't seem like as much of an event if you were watching, a, like because it would have to basically be a predetermined performance, or maybe you could you could film it, like stream it remotely, I guess. But I think if people but there's get, something people like getting not into the real realms, about it, there's yeah. a bit of a problem with that. I if think. people got into the realms of being able to do that, you know they're going to just pre-record it. <laughs> Sure, yeah, that's true, that's true. But wouldn't you love a world where we could sit in our pants and DJ and then an <laughs> astral projection of ours is on stage at EDC? Yeah, it would be amazing. But I, <laughs> what I'm saying is, um, from a travel point of view, it would save us a lot of time, but um, I don't from, think... From I an audience point of view, it's kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, from an audience point of view, it's terrible. And it, yeah, but I don't think people would take it seriously at all. Like, I don't think... It doesn't have the same event as, like, the real person being there, I guess. Like, even even... If there's a band on stage at a, at a festival or in a club or something, and they they don't have a drummer, you know, they just got like sample pads and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always a bit like, you do feel yeah. a bit let down. Don't you? The, the fucking energy's gone, yeah. and maybe it'll just be like a version of that. Yeah. For, for some reason, you know, I, I don't feel like like that about DJing, which is weird. Who was the yeah. band that didn't have a drummer? Dude, there's loads. Keen. Yeah. I mean, I Keen don't have a drummer, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're not looking to get one. Um, no, no. I mean, I like I, you know I do shows where I'm like. Playing from Ableton and stuff. Um, do you but, do you remember? Sorry to just distract. Yeah. Do you remember when you came on tour with us and you just launched the circle thing? The circle, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. I can remember our manager Joe coming backstage yeah. and be like, "They're throwing things through the circle because yeah, it looked yeah. like a target." Yeah, it, th- that was um, a bad start, but I never <laughs> had that again. <laughs> Um, I guess once you were standing there, they stopped throwing things because it, it made more sense. But till then, yeah, it was yeah. like a, it was no, a time. No, I think that was in like in Ireland somewhere, wasn't it? Was like it? we started yeah. the tour in Ireland. That um, that was a mistake, of course. I was, I don't know. Of course, they were not like no Ireland. disrespect to Ireland, whatever. But they, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it developed a lot <laughs> after that and I'm just Irish. got a lot bigger. Um, but um, but yeah, I, 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 I mean, I've always it. liked. I, I quite like seeing 
like you know Daft Punk or Chemical Brothers where it's all electronic and there's like what was the biggest manifestation of that rig because I think I can recall seeing yeah. it at Brixton that, and it was like six rings it was like no it's yeah it's it's got three rings I started using like um, some of the holographic projection screens in it like actually. texture mapping um, like tra- um, projecting onto transparent screens right. basically right. um, which is is tricky. I was like testing a bunch of different. They're all like, they um the one I use is called uh, Holigors. It's the same one that Eric Pritz uses on his like amazing. Yeah. So that's actually like a like a transparent surface that is projected onto. Yeah, it it looks like really fine uh, chainmail if you look at it closely. It's it's basically sort of metallic. So I guess it's um makes that makes it more reflective. I don't really know the the science of it but um, you can sort of project onto anything but you lose a lot of um, you know any kind of gauze you could project onto and it would be transparent but you lose a lot of um, brightness depending on what it is because Prizz's thing is like above the crowd isn't it I, I think yeah what's what's cool about his I think is it's at an angle so you get a sort of three dimensional illusion it seems to be amazing. it looks like it's suspended over the crowd and above and in yeah. front of him all at once yeah 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 I think it's a kind of kind of angle um uh, pointing, yeah, sort of starting at the stage and pointing upwards. Do you know what I saw recently in China? It was, uh, it, I was trying to figure out what it was and our, um, our VJ Joe explained it to me. Yeah. He knows everything. Uh, and it was, a, it was like a, imagine like a, a, a metre long bar of LEDs and then I it was spinning and it was spinning really fast you at know, high I'd- RPM and then it, it would project up the up the LED strip. Yeah. And it was completely holographic. Like it looked like it was three dimensional. Um, it was amazing. It's, I saw a clip of that on Instagram and it's actually like an idea that I was toying with for live shows, but um, it would, you know, to scale it up to a live show size, you'd basically be like <laughs> standing said to Joe, like, in front of an enormous like rotor blade. It'd be really dangerous. Really fucking dangerous, yeah. Um, but I, I like that concept of when you rotate something fast enough, it generates an image. Yeah. Um, so it looked 3D, did it? That's it cool. looked amazing, yeah. Really yeah. Like- um, it was. I think it was just advertising something. You yeah, know, yeah. It, was in, it was in an airport in in Beijing. Have you seen those drones that can do the? They have like a pixel each, and they'll form like. I think they had the, the, the like Olympics drone swarms sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's sick. That looks so good. They formed like the Olympic rings, and then a flag or something. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. We kind of had that. We had that idea for one show, and then someone talked about the liability of a drone. Having drones above the crowd, and like a swarm of drones. Yeah. Well, they they do do that. They fly drones over the crowds in uh, festivals. Yeah, yeah, but you know, if we did it, they'd It'd all yeah. crash. But the there's crowd. like one just getting an aerial shot. There's not like two hundred of them. Yeah, formation. That would be an amazing show, though. Um, I kind of wonder if like the future is just going to be full of drones everywhere like they're going to be like insects you know like you're just going to hear like buzzing past your head the whole time just going and doing something there'll be yeah, one of that like delivering window. stuff there'll be one of that window right there checking, yeah. on, checking on what we're doing yeah fuck's sake well Amazon were trying to launch a drone delivery system yeah they? bring that shit on yeah they use drones to deliver blood in Africa <laughs> yeah I find them like the, the sound of, of them is kind of creepy because they're a bit insect like. <laughs> do you ever watch those like? Um, do, you, do you ever watch the drone like, racing? Well, no, I was going to say like, like you know, like companies like Boston Dynamics. You know, they make yeah. like sort of like oh, the attack robots yeah. and stuff. It's, I mean, it's really terrifying. creepy. It's super have cool, you, but terrifying. Have you seen the one where they kick it? They're like yeah, kicking it, and trying to like, knock and it down. There's something really wrong about it in the first place, and then the fact they're kicking it as well is like it's just an all around horrible video. Yeah, it's like they're kind of being mean to the robot but it is quite <laughs> yeah the, the thought of what that's going to turn into is pretty scary isn't it it's going to remember and get in, the, in the future that thing's going to come back and bite us in the fucking ass yeah 
All right, we should probably play a tune. Uh, this next one's Tim by Artie. We were kind of feeling trancy today. I love today, this one. So this is a good start. with Tim I guess a tribute to Avicii that's what we call it in our industry a drink spiller 
So have we uh, have we gone? Have we got any new jingles that we haven't used? Uh, I do. Uh, let me have a look. let me have a look. It's jingle time. Jingle time. Oh, oh, I don't I don't know what we're going to do with them. I mean, we like we did last week. We'll show them to people, and then if they're ever relevant, we'll use them. Yeah. I, I, well, I had I had a idea of of one segment which would be good, but for for now we can we can do this one. My son, absolve your sins. It's the DJ confessional. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? The DJ, you're on the spot now, Nick. It's the DJ confessional. Yeah. Okay. Absolve your sins. Um, what it, do you mean? What? Don't know. All right, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. Okay. So when we had there was this one time where we were yeah doing the knife party thing and it was the haunted house yeah one of the, at one of the haunted house shows and it was in Ibiza yeah and I think we had so we had the haunted house in the in the club yeah and we had Aoki coming on uh, to sort of close out the the night yeah so he was coming on after us to to, to yeah. Play. And he had basically his his whole setup right behind us, so uh, there there wasn't oh, much space. Oh, I know this. There wasn't <laughs> there wasn't much space on this haunted house. It yeah, was yeah. Sort of I've very been, limited. I think I had a look peek in the haunted house. <laughs> it, it was it was tiny. I mean, downstairs yeah. there was even a lounge and shit, which people didn't see. But oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a <laughs> PlayStation. Do you still hang out there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good though. But uh, Aoki basically, I mean, there was limited space, so he had. His sort of cakes and all that shit yeah, yeah. that he uses. He had them all set up on the top floor of the house. Yeah, and I had a bit to drink. Yeah, and I didn't realize that the cakes were behind me. So oh, yeah. I was stomping around, fucking talking to people and pouring yeah. drinks and having fun. And at some point, someone pointed out that I'd stood on every fucking cake. Oh no! I'd like smashed every single one. <laughs> oh well, I've got one then on that topic. I drew yeah. a penis on one of his cakes. <laughs> I feel like people wouldn't have seen that. Though. Just, that yeah, that might not be nice. I mean, the last thing they saw as the cake was coming at them was probably a, a penis drawn on a cake yeah. before it hit their face. I saw um, Steve Aoki uh, did a major, had a major stage dive fail at this gig that we did in Puerto Rico. And I felt he, really, so he jumped in. Yeah, yeah, I felt really bad for him. Basically, he, he, there were these like trampoline dancers on the side of the stage. There were sort of trampolines. <laughs> on either side of the, the deck. That's a recipe for disaster. Towards the, the front of the stage. <laughs> and he basically got on the table where the decks were, then jumped onto the trampoline. <laughs> um, and I think he was going for to go into the crowd from the trampoline, but he basically trampolined back onto <laughs> the stage the <laughs> and really hurt himself. Oh, and, poor uh, guy. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that, sound, um, that sounded good until he said he got hurt. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a bit bad, but he's fine now. In my mind, I sort of had the image of someone coming back into the decks and doing a double drop. Or it, oh, yeah, well, he just got straight back on the decks. So well, you know, if it was Andy, the, yeah. he, he would have just dropped a tune back in. Yeah. He wouldn't yeah. have blinked. Yeah, he would have brought in all that jazz or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's, who was that? Was that just Fresh on his own? It's Fresh, Darrison and... Darrison. Yeah. I, I think saw, it's just Fresh and, Fresh and Darrison, isn't it? I saw him like six months ago in, in Bristol. Did oh. he? Where, where the fuck Brighton? That's where I was like. Yeah, yeah, he's from Brighton. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Great energy, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We still he's use really one good. of his screams and tunes. Oh, yeah, really? Was yeah. it him? Yeah. 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 He, he did this little... Yeah. yeah. No, so. no royalties, of course. It's a fucking scream. Can't you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Lawyer up. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck's sake. Any any sins to confess? Yeah, uh, come on, Nick. What have you got? Um, I can't think of any sins. I can think of like embarrassing. What, what about things. what about a D, what about an EDM dance music faux pas? Uh, man, um, 
play the next tune, I'll come up with something. Have you forgotten someone's name? I do that. Uh, I, I'll tell you one thing, actually. Um, this is just kind of embarrassing. I introduced <laughs> Diplo to Hype. And <laughs> this, this is already this good. This story is already amazing. And um, Diplo's starting to really blow up in the States. He's doing the first major laser album. Right. And um, we were chatting outside this hotel, I think, in LA or something. And I know maybe it was for, I can't remember, it was for one of the like yeah. big yeah. Um, insomniac festivals. And um, Hype comes up and he's like, oh man, like Hype is like a massive inspiration to me when I was younger. Like yeah, he was telling yeah. me about how much he liked Hype. And I tried to introduce Diplo <laughs> to Hype and Hype like didn't really give him the time of day at all and it was really embarrassing because I, I think, he, you know, I mean, he, I was trying to say yeah. this guy's a really big deal in the States, <laughs> you know, he's a massive fan and he was like, all right, mate. I love I love Hype. I've always, I always he's, called him Grumpy Bear or Grumpy Granddad. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't sort of super polite to, to <laughs> do it play, but. Amazing. Uh, Don't you know who I am? Drum and bass fucking legend. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Poor Dibley. We have actually got one of his tunes as well. Uh, major Lazer. Actually, I don't know if he, I don't know if he did yeah. it. Does he do all the Major Lazer stuff? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think it's... I guess he's maybe he executively produced now because he's doing so many other things. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too into this stuff usually. But this, I heard this track the other day. It's fucking killer. This yeah. is Major Laser with. I don't even know how to say the track name. Or can't balance upon it. That's an Australian's best impression of fucking parts worth title. All right, here we go.
Ay, la la la, black pants, I don't get down. I'm not the queen of gum for nothing. And I'm angry. I beg your balance, panic, control it. Balance, panic, control it. Balance, panic, control it. Control it, when you rule it. Balance, panic, control it. Balance, panic, control it. Balance, panic, control it. Control it, when you rule it. I beg your balance, panic, control it. Balance, panic, control it. Balance, panic, control it. Control it, when you rule it. Balance, panic, control it. Balance, panic, control it. Balance, panic, control it. Control it, when you rule it. What language is that? Uh, I couldn't catch it. Well, that last one was English. <laughs> cool English. Yeah, that was a banger. <laughs> that was major laser. I feel like I feel like Porter Robinson has made trance since cool again. Yeah, big time. I, I definitely feel like there's a sort of a little bit of a um, potential revival, or at least people are starting to like touch those sounds a bit again. I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's cyclical. People get bored of the of certain group of sounds and move on back onto the. I, I didn't think yeah. they'd come back to be honest. I thought yeah. people because people were really anti trance yeah, yeah. for a long time. That's true. Yeah, I think maybe because it was so big, I guess, and and like. If the bigger something is, the more the likely to kind of like it was always the main stage at fucking yeah God's Kitchen. I don't know if that's a trance festival, and I'm God's Kitchen is a trance, twi- is it? I think so. Well, um, it was always like main stage in the UK. You'd always see like Creamfields. It was always like Tiesto and yeah, yeah. And to start with, like in the States as well, when like when it was almost when we like the revival, going over yeah. to those sort of festivals. Those were the guys that were kind of headlining, weren't they? Like yeah, the big the uh, Paul Van Dyke or yeah. Van Vuren or yeah. yeah. It was. That just reminded me of another segment. I was gonna, uh, and I haven't even got a sound for it. So yeah. Um, how about this? I'll say it with reverb. Tune review. That was exciting. Fuck's sake! Could I? Could I yeah. be any more amped? That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get it. Give me verb. All right. Tune review. Tune review. <laughs> Tune. I'll probably, review. I'll, I'll probably just cut that out and we'll use that. Uh, basically, yeah, I'll, I want to play like a tune every week. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a guest, make them review. Or make Gaz just review. Just make me review it. Oh, okay. got a guest. All right. Uh, let me find the fucking tune first because I'm that unorganized that I've lost it. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Found it straight away. Um, all right. See what you think of this. Cool. Wait for the lyrics though. Ah, stand, you are son, you are love, you are the one, you 
You're my day, you're my night, you're my beat. Bring me light. You are classy, you are grace, you are fine, and you're mine, 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 mine. You're my dream, you're my soul. I'm alive, make me whole. You are well. Um, <clears throat> it's a very interesting lyrical uh, content. Uh, I don't know if it's my thing. Uh, I'm not a massive fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's the artist? I wish people it, could see your face. Am I going to get in trouble? It kind of it kind of sounds like I don't know. You're at a you're at you're at a club and there's some fucking creepy dude right next <laughs> right next to you whispering it into your ear. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to be prejudiced, but that guy's got a hairy chest. Oh, he definitely does. And a few but few too many buttons undone at the front mm. of, of of his shirt. He sounds a little bit creepy. Imagine you're trying to enjoy the club and just have a space drink, yeah. and there's some guy saying this shit to you. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Cheers. Thanks. You are. I'm what? Sexy. Thank you. Sexy. You are. Fuck that shit! I'm not putting up with that. I mean, yeah, there's there's a whole thing in uh, <clears throat> electronic music specifically that where there's a I don't know. I think it, it's like there's a lost in translation element in some of the samples that our European friends use sometimes, and I find that kind of like oh, what, the you mean the lyrics? Yeah, just that they because obviously it's not their first language. They'll do something they think is probably a lot cooler than it actually is. You are sexy. Yeah, that's You Are Too by Armin van Buren. Oh, right, okay. Apparently. Is that recent then? That's a new thing? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing lyrics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many stars do you give it out of five stars, Nick? Um, well, I don't love it, but it's uh, it's just so silly. I guess like <laughs> two stars. It's quite yeah. well produced, that's, shall we say? That's, that's quite generous. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know what to do next. I guess I just guess we'll just keep doing segments until something comes up. Here that, yeah, let's just roll segments until <laughs> there's no more segments. All right, here we go. Wow, super important news. Super important news. Go on, ask me. <laughs> For news? Yeah. Have you got any? No, I thought... You- Oh, yeah, have you got a new hat? No, I don't have a new hat. Oh, yeah. We, we were going to do that every week as a joke, <laughs> and I forgot my fucking memory. What's news? I don't know. Uh, is Trump out yet? Well, I'll tell you one bit of news. Check this out. And there's Little Peep and XXX Tentet. How do you say his name? XXXTentathion. Tentathion, yeah. So that's the first time ever that there's been a tune released by two artists who are dead. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. They didn't even. They weren't even working on that together. Right. What the fuck? No, they, they weren't working on it together. They, it's just some. I don't know. Somehow, someone got a hold of uh, the parts. And, What's your stance yeah. on the posthumous, um, posthumous? How do you pronounce the word? Post hummus. Post hummus. What's your post hummus standpoint with music, Nick? Um, with releases. Um, if God forbid something was to happen to you, do you have like a none of my music comes out? Like, could, could we? Yeah. Could we do a 
can we finally finish Virgin Android and uh, yeah, yeah, do a pendulum <laughs> versus self focus with the with the stems? It could finally come out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I probably hate because I mean. There's loads of unfinished music I'm not a fan of and would never want to put out that I've made. Like with um, Michael Jackson, there's a reason. The same. You know, there's a reason he yeah. didn't release some of that stuff. Yeah, he dies and then suddenly the stuff with that, starts with to come that out. With that Drake, the Drake, yeah. yeah, the Drake thing I thought was pretty cool though. Actually, I liked that. Yeah, I didn't album. mind the song. Um, but yeah, I guess it's a tricky thing because you don't have any consent over um, <laughs> no. what you do. But maybe you could be like, say, oh, these tunes are alright, but definitely not this one kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently they apparently they didn't like each other either. Like one of these what? these two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of uh, one of XX Tentathion, one of his friends <laughs> yeah. uh, was tweeting. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it was saying that he didn't even like the dude. What the fuck are you putting him on a tune with him for? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Is like, okay. I think that's I think that's off key. Yeah. If I die, and you, yeah, we we have a policy, and you put me on a tune with Little Peep, I'll haunt your ass. <laughs> I'll, I'll come back as a fucking. I'd love to hear some of your unreleased stuff. I was making you play like some unreleased stuff before this. Actually, it's really enjoyable to oh, the, you know, uh, like hear some of those old tunes. <coughs> the dubstep tune, yeah. We've actually got some. Yeah. Um, and this is probably one you have. I, I don't even know if you had a demo of this, but we basically in two thousand, I don't know, two thousand four, I think it Four, was. Yeah. 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 We we had you round to our studio in Hendon, which was like oh my a, god, that building, yeah, yeah, piece yeah. of shit green built rental building. Yeah. Do you remember you had to pay? We had to, <laughs> we had to prepay to get electricity. So we had, yeah, we had to go to the meter. corner store. Yeah. Right. We had to go to the corner store and get like a a scratch card to come back to get fucking electricity. Yeah. So we were finishing like Girl in the Fire, and the yeah. power would just. <laughs> Oh, and man. that was that fucking project yes! gone. You'd be like, oh, but the riff, I had this fucking, oh, it's gone. <laughs> Too late. Uh, so, yeah, this is, uh, finally managed to dig it out. This is version Android. This is what we worked on in 2004. Uh, amazing. Very sneaky, it's yeah. Very sneaky, like spy film. Vibe. What were we yeah. sneaking about? Um, dub plates, dub plate sneaks. Anyone That's a good name for that. Anyone help her? Can anyone save her soul? Love that song. Needs more work there. Yeah, it does. And random silence, what happens now? Old wooden ship. It makes me think of yeah. a ship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of yeah. galleon or whatever. I like that little wind up there. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what happens now. Does <laughs> anything happen? I don't know. Can anyone help her? Help her, help her, help her. Seems like it's going somewhere. It's yeah. getting pretty exciting. Can anyone save her soul? Definitely needs drum work. Oh. I feel, I'm not sure, like, 
we should be playing this to people because it's kind of like it's it's like because no one no I don't think any, have you ever played it to anybody. I, I I sent that basically. I'll cut that now. Yeah, I sent that to Andy C, but it didn't even have that last little bit with the yeah, riff. Yeah, yeah. It just it just got up to that it was little just wind intro, up, wasn't it? it was yeah, it just intro, got up to yeah. the wind up and then it stopped. And he was like, "Mate, you can't do that." Yeah, Come yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, um, yeah. I, sometimes I still see like people talking about it, and it's mad because yeah, like yeah. it was never even like I mean, we never played it out. We ne- I mean, it doesn't have yeah. drums. It, it was like a, yeah. It's a really short session, wasn't it? But um, I, th- I think we might have—I don't know—I think we might have got on DOA and said, "Like, yeah, we're working this new tune with some focus." Yeah. Then. Oh man, we really should have. Yeah, actually, worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, th- I think it's, it's really ha- cool to hear that again, though. It's um, always hard when you have an intro like that that's obviously going somewhere. <laughs> you yeah, haven't actually yeah, yeah. sorted out what the fuck where it's going to go. Like you can hear. I quite often do it the there. other way around most of the time. I don't. If you guys are the same, like. Get the kind of focal drop point of the tune sorted first, because it's that's the kind of bit that you need to work. I'm, I'm so. trying to learn to do that, but yeah. I, I almost like the pressure of like, now nah, you've got this big fucking epic oh, yeah. intro. Like, well, like we had the intro for Internet Friends way before we had the drop, and it's yeah, like, holy so, shit, what's uh, going to yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. the intro will write the drop. That's true. Actually, <laughs> I don't always like it. start start with the drop, but it will be like the like literally the first thing you hear will probably be one of the last things yeah. I do. If you see what I mean, yeah, like yeah, you'll yeah. you'll have like the build up maybe as the starting point. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, try, I'm trying to learn to work that way around though. Yeah, yeah. I think it is better. Here's, here's another segment that we nearly missed out on. Yeah. EDM Conspiracies. That's my favourite one. This is so cool. That's do you, really do you know of any EDM conspiracies uh, worthy of mention? What do you think of the the DJ Top 100 thingo? Um, what do you mean? Was there a conspiracy about that? Or? Well, I mean, there, there's there's very strong word on the grapevine that these the yeah. votes are bought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's a rumour. Who, who do you pay? What's the what's the yeah? Who's the what's the <laughs> mailing address? Oh, is it the magazine? Yeah. Like I don't know. No, but you you no because it's votes. You, you I pay think... pay people to vote for you, kind of thing. Yeah. So they use bots to. Also, I mean, this is or, the room. or make bots. Yeah, yeah, they use bots to. Yeah, it is possible that I guess there's been. Um, it's not something I look at that keenly because I think the types yeah. of music that I like aren't really that represented in it. So yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like some of the DJs on it, but I think it's quite skewed towards like certain types of music, isn't it? What's hilarious is Joel Deadmau5 getting in it, and he's never DJed in his life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or Daft it. Punk, who practically they must have DJed back in the day, but they don't DJ exactly, now. Yeah. Really. yeah, here's a good one. <clears throat> yeah, go on. So this is the, this is the new Mariah Carey track. First conspiracy are the lyrics to the chorus. <laughs> Amazing. Since when the fuck did Mariah Carey use that sort of language? Yeah. I'm a pole drop. But the, but the second thing is, this is the intro to the last Porter Robinson track on his album. It's a fucking Porter sample. Is it? Right. Yeah. 
Mm, that is a conspiracy. I'll play the intro again. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon that was licensed? Well, Must if it wasn't, Porter, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you probably heard it on your EDM where I fucking stole the news from. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's come back to bite you in the ass, cunts. <laughs> it's no, normally you get like a good windfall for that happening, don't you? I mean, like, because that happens surprisingly regularly that you hear like hip hop samples that are unlicensed. I think so, yeah. yeah. They, I don't know. They, uh, it's mad. I think sometimes they try and recreate them if they can get away with it. I think that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. do you remember? I don't know if you remember, but Will I Am apparently. Started to dabble in EDM, and he, he apparently yeah. ripped off a lot of people's tracks, but had them recreated. So, so basically, it turns into like a cover sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, and they didn't. They had less grounds to go after him because he'd. Uh, yeah, yeah. He had just had them recreated. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. Is that apparently a company which can recreate that shit? Mm, yeah, there is a few sam- sample recreation companies. I've I've like used that before. I mean, because it's hard to. You know, remake certain samples. I've I've done like sometimes I've tried to recreate stuff my, on my own and done it, but it is, um, you know, when you're trying to like make a, a sound that is of an era sort of thing. Spe- you, yeah, you especially if it, dic- if it dictates the whole vibe of the tune, and then you you really need it. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot about yeah researching the. I, I really enjoy that. Like, if you find an amazing sample and trying to like figure out. Like maybe you might want to make something that sounds like it, you know, researching the kit that was used, like what type of stuff it might be recorded on. But yeah, yeah. some amazing people are doing that. I mean, I'm sure you guys are pretty adept at that. As well. Dude, that's the, that's the whole reason I started doing vocals is I just couldn't be fucked getting session getting session vocalists in and, and oh yeah doing yeah the whole thing. So much easier if you just do it yourself. Yeah yeah. Uh, what do you think? Should we wrap it up? We didn't do our metal minute. Oh, we didn't? Well, let's fucking end with that then. <laughs> Metal Minute. All right. Tell me about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this is just a minute where we play... So should we say goodbye now and run out run out with the Metal Minute? That sounds like a, a thing to do. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Nick. Thanks yeah. very much for having me, man. I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, man. Really good chat. Good stuff. This is the Metal Minute. Metal Minute. Yeah, and just because I forgot to announce anything last time, this is Veil of Maya with Mikasa.